hello and welcome to another edition of the Quarantine Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, still here quarantined in my apartment with my roommates and co-hosts, Logan and Nick. Today we're ranking a subject that is very near and dear to my heart. It's very near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. I think it's very near and dear to your guys' hearts as well. Absolutely. <laughs> For me, at least. I don't know. And that topic is stand-up comedians. We're ranking our top six stand-up comedians. So right off the bat... Why don't you guys just give us some instant thoughts about ranking this in general, what it was like for you guys. I thought it was honestly easier if we were doing specials because there's a lot of people that I went through that I was like, oh, that's a great special that they have, but yeah. I only have one. And there's not that was as... happening more to me than I realized it would. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's harder, I think, to get comedians who have done it multiple times. And some of the comedians I have only have one special that I've seen, or maybe even some, even none. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Some none. Yeah. So then how does it count as a stand-up? You'll see. And I do think it's a perfect segue to talk about only having one special to go right into my number six Let's on my list. Because my number six only has one special. And a month ago, I had really had no idea who she was. It's Taylor Tomlinson. Oh. Wow. Interesting. Wow. So It was a very good special. Yeah, we all watched so it together. Yes. We, we watched Taylor Tomlinson's special, Quarter Life Crisis, Two weeks ago now? Three weeks ago, maybe? Yes. And for me, it was... Not even. It's probably been a couple days. It was it less than like that. It felt like weeks. It felt we like... We were under we've quarantine been, when we watched We've been it. stuck in this apartment for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, this is one of the most just, like, inventive, fun hours of stand-up comedy I've seen in a long time. And yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. When, like, I lived down in Los Angeles, I saw a lot of stand-up comedy, and not all of it was great. And she's just hilarious, and the way she like is self-deprecating, but talks and has had so much life experience for someone who's like only twenty-five. Like she's been engaged, she has all this experience, like stuff with her parents that she talks about. It's truly a great special, and and I was like, really, am I gonna include Taylor in my top six with only one special? But like sometimes you only need to hit it out of the park once to make that big of an impression on someone, and that's what Taylor Tomlinson did for me. She was definitely on my list of, oh, that special is great. I yeah. just, I, I didn't have enough. Yeah. Uh, my number six is uh, someone who I've never watched a special of. Uh, I've seen a million clips. Mitch Hedberg. Oh. I've never actually seen a special of his. Um, I don't know how many he has, but I've seen a ridiculous amount of clips of him because he's the perfect clip comedian. He's the perfect, like, Twitter comedian of short bite joke that just works. And it only yep. works for him. Yep. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Logan. Um, my number six is Ali Wong. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very good pick. Yeah. yeah. Someone who was on my short list. Yeah. Um, and not just because she's short, but on my short list. <laughs> yeah. She's really funny. Um, she was in that rom-com with Randall Park that got good reviews. Also, oh, always my that also had always Keanu my Reeves in it. What? That also had Keanu Reeves in it. Yeah. He guest starred. In he guest starred, I think, in it. I saw okay. that clip. Yeah. Um, apparently, that was that have got really good reviews as like a, as far as rom coms go. Um, she's just very funny. She was on Big yeah. Mouth. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's, she's very hilarious. Good specials. She's yeah. Baby Cobra is yeah. a top special for me. Um, if we were ranking just based on specials, she might have made it in. Very consistent too, and consistently films her specials while pregnant, which is also really awesome. Like it's <laughs> yeah. just she's just like it's it's yeah she's fun and really funny. Yeah, um, yeah, she's a fun time to watch for an hour or whatever. Exactly, I, yeah. I support that choice. Do you want to go right into your number five off that really good Ali Wong number six? Sure. Um, my number five is Patrice O'Neill. 
on my short list. On your, yeah. on your actual list, though? Not on my actual list. Didn't make the cut, list? but yes. I'm not as really like, okay. keen to that Patrice O'Neill stand up. As an apartment, need to watch Elephant in the Room, his stand up special. It is so fucking good. He's another person I've never watched an actual special of, oh, but I've seen. Have you seen Elephant in the Room? I have. A million clips. It's and every so time they're good. It's yeah, so good. That? All right. How much time do we have after this? We might have to watch that tonight. It's so good. All right. Yeah, I really haven't seen much Patrice O'Neill. With that bad opinion, I'll be happy to go to my number five, which is Hannibal Burris. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think there was a time in my life where I would have been like, way too low, way too low, but. I don't know. He just hasn't put out the content. Interesting. In the last yeah, years. I thought he would have been on yours. No, so not I, even on my short list. Really? I did think about it briefly, but I was like, eh. I love Hannibal. Um, and recently, Hannibal like Hannibal hasn't released a special since Comedy Commissado in 2016. He did like a live from Edinburgh thing, but that was also in 2016. And so it's been almost four years. Yeah. But last summer, I saw him at like a benefit show. He came and did like 20 minutes of new material, and I was reminded. Truly, how like laugh out loud, like he was that night. I had seen Tina Fey, Seth Meyers, uh, Jim Gaffigan, uh, John Mulaney, and he blew them all out of the water with his twenty minutes. And I was reminded this guy is truly special. He came to school. He came and performed at school on yeah, my birthday. Fun fact. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. It was and it was great. We, yeah. sat, we sat in the second row. I'll probably post a picture of that to Instagram when promoting. Yeah. It was an absolutely great show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he might make an appearance on my list later. Oh, uh, but at number five, um, I have so I've only she only has one special on Netflix, but she has done a lot of roasts on Comedy Central, and they're great every time. Nikki Glaser. She's incredible. Uh, she's awesome. Because you share a name. What? It's because you share a name. I didn't even think of that, but I think Nick, it's subconsciously Nicky, Nick, a little Nicky. bit. Um, her, her, her best of roasts, it's like a 16-minute video. It's great, and it's... It's her roast stuff is fantastic. I uh, I think her special is called Banging. Banging. Um, she had another special too released on New Year's Eve this past year. Really? Yeah. It I was didn't like a know that. It was like yeah, a I, twenty minute special. It was it was comprised with like other comedians oh, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say uh, Natasha Leggero. She she's, she's also good? good. Not on my list though. Right. But not as good. That's as a what roast. I think of when you say roast though. For some reason. But she, Got it. But not not as recently. I think Nikki's done Nikki's more of the recent maybe, ones, maybe. and that's why she's kind of made her name. She yeah. at the roast of Alec Baldwin was really the only. Her and Blake Griffin were the yes. only things I really took Blake away from Griffin. that. that yes. Was, yeah. That no. List. She her she has a best of uh, roast and like her best of on roast is great. Um, I think she she's always making new material. So this is more like a future. Like I she has a lot more potential than. The other people on my list who are a lot more in the I, past. I was planning on seeing her on tour, but you know, due to current circumstances, that tour had to be canceled. Right, Nikki, if you want to come perform a quarantine show, you're more than welcome to. But I understand. It's a we, little creepy. You won't make you won't make as much money as you would on tour. So let's let's move on. <laughs> uh, my number four is Hannibal Burris. Uh, we talked about friend of the program. Um, I, we went to New Orleans. I went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras a couple weeks ago. We did not stop quoting the Hannibal bit about parades, New Orleans. Oh, went to this so bar good. called Coops. Coops. Like, we said that a million <laughs> times. I mean, it's instantly quotable. We all love the Eric Andre show. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And wow, he's yeah. incredible on that. 
Um, Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> like, yeah. Which has somehow become Eric Andre show somehow became a very memeable show. Yeah, I guess yeah. it makes sense, but it yeah. just kind of came out of left field. It yeah. was the kind of thing that not enough people knew about, and once everyone started to learn about the Eric Andre show, they're yeah. like, "This show is incredibly memeable," and he is a major reason why. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the memes include him. Yes. Uh, and his. Comedy is also In New Orleans, incredible. you could just have a parade. <laughs> Monday, 5.30. That's, that's incredible time, time baby. Uh, but yeah, just incre- an incredible voice and just tone and style that you can't really get. And anywhere. I flick the pickle juice on my sandwich for extra flavor. <laughs> I think you're realizing now that you fucked up by not including no, Edible. In no, your I feel pretty good about that's not fair. including him, but so maybe he should have been on my short list. So who is your number four then? My number four is... Uh, he just had one of my favorite specials ever, and honestly, he maybe should be higher. I'm... Gary Goldman. Oh, interesting. Oh. I thought you were going to say another name, which is probably in your top three. Oh, I wonder who you're thinking. Mm. Um, that yeah. special. Yeah. Oof. Great uh, special. Yes. It's called The Great Depression. It's on HBO. Um, could not recommend it enough. Uh, you have every emotion during that. Um, it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It makes you think. Um, those are the big three things that you should do every day, according to Jimmy Valvano. Yep. Um, and it's just a beautiful hour and a half. Um, and also, like, you laugh super hard at you know at the funniest parts. Um, and he also has like some amazing bits even outside of that, um, talking about like uh, state abbreviations uh, on Conan. Everyone should look that up on YouTube. It's, he's just a hilarious yeah. comedian. His only flaw is that he's from Boston. I was going to say, I saw him at a show in Madison, Wisconsin. Probably like 30 to 40 people in the comedy. Oh, that's all. Madison, comedy Madison State? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I surprised know. you know that, but okay. I know. Uh, and I did not know who he was, and it was just like, my friend's got tickets, so let's go. Yeah. And he knocked the house down. Yeah, like, it yeah. was incredible. Like, immediately after, had to go see a special, because that's how good yeah. he was live. Have you seen The Great Depression? Um, yes, okay. I, I saw it. And yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely... I didn't even... Re- he should have been on my short list. I didn't even think about it. Logan, I'm honestly not over the fact that you just quoted Jimmy V while telling talking about how you felt about this special, and that hit me hard. Because anytime I think of Jimmy V, I just get a little emotional. There you go. Um, and that's what Gary Goldman's special makes you do. And with that, I will go into my number four, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, Delirious is one of my favorite specials of all time. Mm-hmm. I get on that special, Eddie says things that definitely can't be said in this day and age. Definitely couldn't be said possibly even then shouldn't have been said but he is hilarious he for me is like top stand up his delivery his material like the characters he created for I'm a huge SNL guy and he's probably my favorite SNL cast member of all time like the movies he created while some of them were terrible like a lot of them were really great as well he was in Shrek yeah he's he's donkey like the the clumps the nutty professor like He's, coming to America. Yeah, coming to America. Seen trading, trading places. Oh, haven't yeah. seen any of that. Beverly, That's very Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop. Like, yeah. He's no. done so much great stuff. And then I, even like when he was coming back to host SNL last year, I was so nervous. Obviously, he says he's coming back to do stand-up this year. I was so nervous that like Eddie's lost it. We hadn't seen him in such a long time. Dolomite came out. Incredible. So good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I watch that and I'm like, oh, I'm not as worried for SNL anymore. And then he... He pulled out the hits at SNL, but he didn't just like pull them out for the pop. He pulled them out and crushed every single one of them. I go back and watch that Gumby bit like every few weeks. Yeah, Miss uh, Mr. Robinson favorhood is great. Like he brings them into the current times. It yeah, was, it was a great SNL. I, it, for me, it showed just how brilliant he was. The characters he created in the '80s, 
still held up and were as like relevant socially and comically as they are now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I guess I'll go with my number three. I don't think it's going to be on either of yours. Bo Burnham. Um, Doesn't do it for me. I I knew. I know. Um, (laughs) Give your Bo Burnham. And I get it. Uh, He is definitely, it's definitely a polarizing type of comedy. Um, As someone who, like, I remember in middle school and high school, hearing his songs on YouTube, um, that they'd go, you know, they'd kind of go. I think he had one, not even a special, just like one comedy, like, thing on YouTube that had all the songs. His specials are just... Are, they're weird, they're out there, and I know musical comedy isn't for everyone, but they're really just, I think he's just really, he gets it at a, at a certain level. And I don't know, the music music get, does it for me. Yeah, I, I love musical comedy, and there's just something about him that never fully clicked with me when I'm watching his specials, but like he also created the movie Eighth Grade, which is like... Incredible. Yeah, one of like the hardest yet best things I've watched in a while, just because it reminded me of a time that was so terrible. It's in my the most. It's the most perfect representation. Yeah, it's the most accurate depiction yes. of what being an eighth grader is like, and he captures it so well. And I can respect that he's on your like. I respect that he's very clearly like. He's not going to be everyone's. I understand yeah. that, but I think yeah. And I've seen. I forgot what show it was. I think um, there was a show on HBO that was like behind the scenes of comedy. They've got a bunch of good comedians in. Um, and he was on there talking with like Ray Romano, um, Mark Marin, like a bunch of other ones, and just like seeing him so young talk about comedy to them, it was just very interesting to see how he thinks of comedy and other people versus other more established people. So Logan, now that we know you hate Bo Burnham, I don't hate him. It just doesn't do much. For doesn't me. move the needle. I yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. do you like so much that they made number three in your rankings? Uh, I'm gonna go talking about uh, one. One special that you've seen of them, Hannah Gatsby. That was that was the quintessential. Like, has one of the best specials I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I know enough. Uh, to put she's her on there. an Australian comedian, for those who don't know, who released a special, I think, in 2018 called Nanette. It is on Netflix. Yeah, it was yep. either 18 or 19. Uh, I think 18. Yeah. Yep. And it is one of the most. It is like um, the story of her her journey uh, as a gay woman in comedy and how it's like a male dominated field and sort of like all the strife that comes with that um and somehow she tells basically she she just talks for an hour about how sick of stand-up comedy she is and the whole scene and everything um and how much she hates it but she does it in an absolutely hilarious way yeah um and it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant one of the easily one of the best stand-up specials i've ever seen yeah she Uh, she is brilliant i can to be honest i've never seen her in anything else in my life yeah i don't know what else there is I've never looked into it but that alone gets her in my top she had another I don't know if it's a special or one woman play that she was doing in New York last summer I didn't get to see it and I'm really upset that I didn't get to see it I did just beforehand look on Wikipedia because I was also considering her on my list she had that special is coming to Netflix in 2020 awesome she's been touring Australia and the US with some special that people loved oh good and it's gonna be on Netflix she's not touring with it right now well not anymore Correct. You are correct with that. Not touring with it now. We'll get to see it this year. But now I'll go right into my number three, John Mulaney. John that is Mul- lower than I expected for you. Lower in terms of you expected and more towards the top of... That is what yes. lower means, yes. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> I was like, did you expect him like... I, no, like I thought he would be like number one or two, but now I'm thinking like... Yes. Th- I, I so think for, I know who those might be. So for me, John Mulaney is who I come home at the end of... Every bad day I have, not that every day is a bad day, but any bad day I have, I turn on New in Town. 
it makes me happy it like does everything that is to me the perfect stand-up special and since then he has produced so much good content kid gorgeous uh live at radio or kid gorgeous was at radio city the comeback kid sack lunch bunch i have a lot of thoughts about but i know we're going to be talking more about john mulaney because i know there's somebody else on this panel right now who likes him just as much as i do if not more and i'll go in in my number two john mulaney that's uh, that's right folks these uh, I think I could put him on my list solely for the Salt and Pepper Diner because the Salt and Pepper Diner is maybe the best clip in all stand-up comedy, at least to me. Uh, it has gotten me to laugh the most out of any stand-up comedy bit by far. Um, yeah. Not to mention his amazing specials, the new kid show that we have been quoting and watching a lot recently. Uh, he's he's great. Big Mouth. Big Mouth too. Mm-hmm. You got you don't uh, and um, hello uh, oh hello on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watch oh hello. Almost as much as I watch New in Town. Maybe I just have a lot of bad days. Yeah. So I we won't unpack. Like, that's, that's a lot to unpack, and we won't do that all here. Moving on. Yeah. I like John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Big Mouth. It's one of my favorite shows, etc. But for whatever reason, his stand-up has just never quite clicked for me in the same way that it has clearly for you two. Can I diagnose it? Can I be your therapist here? Please. You don't love high energy. You don't love. Like, I don't consider him high energy. I, no, I think he's very high. I energy. think he does come off as high, more high energy than you think, and I think that's why you don't like him. Because some of the comics that you don't like, who I don't want to do any spoilers on people you don't like on this podcast. No, we're we, not. We're we not do that like, piecemeal. But the the common thread that I see is that they're all high energy. They're really, and I think John Mulaney can get into that zone. Yeah. So where it's like he can be super high energy. I've never noticed that about him. And I don't think that's it. But I think subconsciously you have. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, subconsciously, it's why he's not on your top six. Right. For me, it's that his stand-up has always felt a bit, like, robotic in a way. Where, like, if let's take an, uh, an AI robot and have them watch 20,000 hours worth of stand-up comedy. This is what they'll look like. That's sort of how he's always felt to me. And only in the most recent special did it feel like he broke out of those chains. I was going to say, even if you thought that, when the Sack Lunch Bunch came down, came out and I watched it for the first time, I'm like, this is so inventive and creative. Yeah. And friend of the podcast, Richard Kind, is in it. <laughs> oh, he is? Girl Talk! Have you not seen it? No. Oh, Jesus. Girl Talk with Richard Kind. It's incredible. Yes. Um, and that kind of, for me, I totally get you seeing him in this, like, he is what a robot would produce. That helps get any thought I ever had of that notion out fair, of my head. Yeah. Fair. And it definitely like he definitely came out of that in his most recent special for me and I like I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Just not enough to crack this list. Very fair. I so, think he's very monotone, which also which I think adds to the comedy but makes him sound more robotic almost. He goes monotone to high energy and Logan hates it. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I like him. You hate it. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's your number two if you hate Mulaney so much? Uh, yeah, he's the worst. I hate him. No. Uh, my number two is, shouldn't be a surprise if you've looked with me, uh, Microbiglia. This is why I thought you were saying for four that recently had a stand-up special oh. that you've watched a lot. For See, Gary Goldman. For me, Birbiglia is the consummate, like, what I believe stand-up comedy should yeah, be. Yeah, he really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... Ryan has a look on his face right now, so I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, he constantly is putting out great stuff, and I'll leave it. Nick, do you have any Birbiglia thoughts? Um, his newest day, I've, I haven't watched a lot of him. Uh, we did just learn he was in Trainwreck when we watched Trainwreck as a house yes. uh, this weekend, yes. and he's great in it. Yes. Um, well, I knew he was in Trainwreck. Well, I forgot. Um, his newest special is the only thing I've ever watched of his. 
Oh. Um, and it was great. We it gotta was, go through the archives, man. And it was really touching. It was about him having a, a kid, and it was super touching, super emotional. Is that the same one that we uh, saw, Ryan? Yeah. No, we've. I mean, maybe we've seen a lot of them That's together. Fair. Um, so probably I've. I saw the new one live three yeah. times. So one of those times it's might crazy. have been with you. And he's the only person in this special release that I've seen that has incorporated the stage like Bo Burnham has. Could Bo like. No one else incorporated the stage in their special like he did, and I thought that was super interesting and super inventive. Thank you for those thoughts, Nick. With that, I'll go into my number two, Chris Rock. Yeah. Never Scared was the first stand-up special I ever owned on, not DVD, but PlayStation Portable, like, watch disc. Oh, the PSP, yeah. The PSP okay. watch. And my mom... Quick top six uh, video game <laughs> systems, PSP. <laughs> PSP number one. Yeah, PSP was great, man. My mom took it away from me because she saw me watching it and heard what he was talking about. Right, yeah, that makes uh, sense. About keeping his daughter off the pole. And she was like, you're way too young to be listening or watching this. And she was right. I quickly found where she had hit it, though. <laughs> uh, got it back. And I watched Never Scared, like, weekly, if not nightly, for a little while. Um, and, yeah, he, like, had such a special place in my heart. And then... He had killed the messenger, and then he took off from stand-up for like eight years, nine years, and then he came back and he produced another great special. And I went to see it with Logan. Logan doesn't really remember seeing it with me, but we had a great night. No comment. <laughs> yeah, and that special. I don't know the backstory for this one. <laughs> You'll tell me after the podcast. It was oh this. It was the same day as SantaCon. I'll put it that way. Ah, got it. Okay, yeah. now the wheels are turning. Got it, got it, got it, yep. got it. Uh, yeah. But we went to the Barclay Center, saw him. He crushed it. Uh, and then his Netflix special, which he released, that which was that hour, Tambourine, was directed by Bo Burnham. Interesting. Didn't At know least that. I think it was. I really hope it was. You really pulled that out of your ass, but I won't believe you. Yeah. And with that, do you want to take us into your number one, Nick? Uh, yes. Uh, this is uh, I. This list, a def, especially four to six, was tough. This has never changed uh, in my head. Uh, it's Dave Chappelle. Killing Them Softly is the greatest stand-up special of all time. Um, for what it's worth, is incredible. Even I, I, I would put him number one without anything he's done since his comeback. Just for what it's worth, Killing Them Softly, his half hour on Comedy Central and The Chappelle Show, is enough to put him number one. Yeah, so before, before we were recording... You were talking about how you thought there was some on our list yeah, that I, were the same. And I knew you were thinking Chappelle, yeah, me too. Who, who was the seventh man. He was so close to being on my list and taking him off my list pained me inside. Yeah. Because, like, you're right. Even if he hadn't released, ever came back and released these Netflix specials, Killing Them Softly stands alone in, like, the top specials ever. And I love pretty much everything he's released since he's come back. Like... I don't. I wouldn't even say that. I don't like some of his newer Netflix stuff. Not everybody does. Some there's some good bits in it. I there's have some a lot of very bad that I bits. To myself. Yes, that's very fair. And I'm not. A lot of the stuff he's saying now is problematic. So, uh, some of the bits now, I don't think he should be saying. However, I like I said, every single part of Killing Them Softly is perfect. Yeah, it's it, it's by far the perfect stand-up comedy. Um, Chappelle's show is one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Uh, the way he just talks about most topics but especially race I, I it's he's second enough yeah i mean Chappelle's show he has some of the best like race humor ever yeah. in terms of the sketches he put out and he 
he really changed the game. And he also changed the game for in terms of how like comedians can value themselves and like get what they want in terms of like Comedy Central threw fifty million dollars at him and he was still like, I have more important things to do right now. Yeah. I'll get the money when it's time, and that's exactly what he did. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Similar to what Chris Tucker did, fun fact. Offered twenty million dollars to do rush hour three at the time and went to Africa instead. Interesting. Chris Tucker and Dave Chappelle, both really good people. Yeah. Logan? Logan. Yes. Not loving that, but... Uh, <laughs> Logan hates Dave Chappelle, too. I do not hate Dave Chappelle. He does He does have some problematic takes now. I. Yes, that's, that's all I'm that's saying. That's an underestimate. That's, um, yeah. But we can move on. Sure. My number one is, Nick mentioned him briefly, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. I think I've yeah. heard you say this before. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's the only comedian where I can quote, like... Entire jokes front to back, partially because they're so short, um, and I don't have a great attention span anyway, so that's yes. perfect for me. Um, and like, I can do like maybe a dozen of them right now. I won't, but like, every single thing is like so brilliant and perfect, and like, uh, it's like a bite-sized candy. Every single one of his yeah. jokes, you know, absolutely. Um, and to me, that is like, that is like so almost harder because it's so different from every other comedian we have on this list who tell like. You know, every every single other person on this list, except for maybe, like, Patrice, is, like, a storyteller, like, weaves a tale sort mm-hmm. of thing. And Mitch is, like, boom, joke, 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 joke. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, they're totally unrelated. They're, there's nothing that flows, but it just, like, works for him. And he just goes, like, a bullet train. Um, and he's and he's brilliant. Um, was brilliant. Well, there, yeah, yeah. There's no one – I. there will never be anyone that can do jokes like him. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And now that you mentioned in terms of joke tellers versus storytellers, I'll go to my number one, who I believe is possibly the greatest storyteller, if not the greatest storyteller of all time. Mentioned him earlier, Mike Robiglia. Interesting. Yeah. Mike Robiglia for me is everything stand up comedy should be as a storytelling medium, as a jokes telling medium. I watched Thank God for Jokes again last night, having no idea we were recording this tonight just because I needed something to watch and Mike was there for me. Um, and the way he weaves telling stories into his love for jokes and what he loves about jokes. Um, and like also like at the time, that was right around when the Charlie Hebdo thing happened in Paris. Um, weaves it into like topical commentary that's important And to also the world. telling like sad, very personal stories and making them hilarious. Yeah, like the new one, that whole special right. isn't like uplifting yeah. in terms, I mean it is uplifting I mean, at the end, but it's- really yeah, are. It's, it's, yeah, my, my girlfriend's boyfriend is right. about a car sleep, accident. Sleep walk with me, like, yeah. Don't Think Twice, uh, which I watched as an unemployed college graduate wanting to make his way somewhat into the comedy world, was the scariest movie I've ever watched because I'm like, this is my life now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everything he says resonates with me. Like I said earlier, I saw the new one three times live. I saw Thank God for Jokes live. I've seen him working out his material live. I plan on seeing him every opportunity. Okay, I got some homework to do, I guess, is that. Is, yeah, is you I, think we all, I think we learned that we all kind of do a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I, like this, it's interesting looking and seeing how different our lists are while like they have a lot of similar names on them and why each person is where they are. I really thought we'd all have one that was the same. I, I really thought we'd all have one. I knew Logan least. wouldn't have Chappelle. I guess place. it was. I didn't, I didn't think you would have. I knew you wouldn't have Chappelle. I thought Hannibal or Mulaney would make. Would make I thought Hannibal. Worse. I knew that you guys both thought. You thought that I might have Mulaney. Yeah. And yeah. I knew we had Hedberg together. And I yeah. thought maybe we'd get another one. Yeah. 
So now that we're talking about what didn't make our list, let's get some honorable mentions. I, all of my honorable mentions were said. I mean, yeah, like Hannah Gatsby uh, was incredible. Taylor mm-hmm. Tom- Tomlinson for the new one. Mm-hmm. Patrice, Eddie Murphy. So a late cut for me was Tignataro. Great. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, yeah. dry sarcasm in like the in the best way. I had George uh, Carlin on mine actually. Yeah. Think about it. He's like I guess like the goat like right. type of th- like I don't know I guess he's like Cameron the go-to, Richard Pryor probably is like the yeah. go to like all your all your favorite comedians grew up watching them and like that's why they want to become stand ups yeah. but like just never really hit that spot for me. I think he's just a little slightly too old for us. Yeah. Um, I also had Bill Burr on this list when Great. I was. When I was a bit more edgy of a person. Yes. Are you uh, not edgy enough now for Bill Burr? Well, it's that, I don't know, like, I think I, there was a time in my life where, like, angry guys yelling at, like, random bullshit was hilarious. Same with, like, Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries. And Anthony yeah. Jeselnik, oh, who I liked a previous Jim time. Jeffries is a little different. Yeah. I think Jim Jeffries is different. And I like Jeselnik because he was also on my list. He's funny. But I, I agree, but I feel <laughs> Do like Do you think is funny? I no, feel like it's my, the not same. Not I feel like it's kind of the same realm. But I don't know. That, that might just be me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Burr. Yeah. I. There was a time in my life where he absolutely would have been yes. on this list, but not so much anymore. Thankfully, I'll we're give, not in that time. Yeah. yeah. I'll give. I'll give three uh, that were very close to making my list. Uh, Robin Williams. Mm. I think it's important mm. to acknowledge. Never seen his stand up. Robin Williams might be the the greatest comedic mind in terms of turning in terms of character at least, and in terms of the way he his inside the actor studio with James Lipton is still one of like the most interesting not just people profiles but character profiles considering you never really know if you're watching Robin Williams or a character he's inhabiting in the moment and I think that was the point of Robin Williams exactly and yeah. clearly he was very like tortured and depressed and unfortunately gone way too soon um, but I don't think that means we should forget just the incredible impact he had on us with his comedy absolutely Fair. also Chelsea Peretti her, her special is really good yeah her special spectacular one of the greats I think is the name of it? Yeah, I th- I'm not positive on the name, and I, I feel bad right. that I can't plug it right now. I think that's right. Um, One of the greats. She's on, a, she's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. This she is the person thinking of? Yeah. yeah. Gina. Gina on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Got it. Um, and then one that I know Logan's going to have some thoughts on, Jerry Seinfeld. And that's, we're going to wrap up the podcast now. <laughs> Logan, can you just say how much you hate oh, Jerry Jesus Seinfeld? God. I mean, he's an unfunny hack. He's an unfunny <laughs> hack. He dated a 17-year-old when he was 38. He's, No. We're, we're not. But Logan, how come you drive on the parkway and park on the driveway? Okay, and with that, my number six was Mitch Hedberg. Number five, Nikki Glaser. Number four, Hannibal Burris. Number three, Bo Burnham. Number two, John Mulaney. Number one, Dave Chappelle. My top six was number six, Taylor Tomlinson. Number five, Hannibal Burris. Number four, Eddie Murphy. Number three, John Mulaney. Number two, Chris Rock. And number one, Mike Birbiglia. Logan and my number six was uh, Ali Wong, five Patrice O'Neill, four Gary Goldman. Everyone watched Great Depression. Three Hannah Gadsby, uh, Nanette on Netflix. Two Mike Rabiblia and one Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg, you can watch any compliment compilation on YouTube, and it's beautiful. There you have it, folks. There's our top six. Hopefully, you guys are inspired to go out and watch some of these specials. Some great stand-up comedians. We all learned Logan's favorite comedians of all time are John Mulaney, Dave Chappelle, and Jerry Seinfeld. And with that, guess we'll be back tomorrow because we're still going to be quarantined here. You're still going to be quarantined wherever you are, hopefully staying safe, staying healthy. And if you want to know what we're going to rank tomorrow, well, you're just going to have to tune in and find out. See you then, folks.